Happy five o'clock from New York City. This is Founders at Five, a podcast about topics that don't make it to the happy hour. My name is Anna. I'm a startup founder here in New York City. I run a company called Zvook. We are actually in podcast advertising space. And I'm Lena. I am a brand marketer and a filmmaker. And welcome to our happy hour today. Like Anna said, this is a podcast about topics that don't make it to the happy hour, but that everybody thinks about. And this podcast started with Anna and I having our happy hours and discussing all kinds of topics about life and work and dreams and how to achieve dreams. And then we thought about sharing our conversations. Because they're awesome. And we are actually very authentic to the sort of nature of this podcast. We are actually having drinks right now as we speak. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> we already opened the bottle. We couldn't wait. It has been a day and it is five o'clock in New York right now. So we are actually literally broadcasting our happy hour life. I think that also very often when you think about founders and reading about their businesses or stories, you always usually hear about them after the fact, right? After they've made it, you listen to Like, I love listening to How I Build This. It's a podcast where you can hear very exciting founder stories, but you already know that they're going to end in a success. Like, you know, they had some challenges, but everything's going to be good. And then on the other side, maybe people that share things on the go, some are on social media, on Instagram, you always only get to hear like small bites, 15 second Insta stories here and there. Like, there's not enough time to actually unpack what's going on for real? Why are you heading out for dinner? Why are you feeling great or not great, right? And so we decided that this podcast is going to be a very real, raw, unfiltered account of our founder lives in New York and wherever life takes us. We're going to be very real and we're also broadcasting this in real time. So you'll get to follow us on our journeys as we are building our dreams in the big city. So this is a podcast with no filters. This is us. So Anna, how was your week? My week? Oh, Jesus. I feel like today actually feels like it has been a whole week. I don't even know what I did earlier this week. To be honest, it's been a really crazy day. I've had a lot of like changes into my schedules, which isn't great because then you have to accommodate a whole bunch of things. Just a lot of Things are happening right now with the business. We're actually planning for a big launch event that's going to happen early next year. So there's a lot of stuff happening around that, some investor conversations, and also some personal plans that I'll share a little bit later, but definitely are something that needs an extra thought process and just organizing if not. So yeah, there's just a lot going on, but it's been great. Yeah. What, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, I came back to New York after more than two months away. When I've been away for that long, it always takes me maybe a week, first of all, to get over the jet lag, but then second of all, to get back into the rhythm of the city because it is fast and it is intense. Well, especially so, coming back from Finland, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is and, this world? And in Finland, I was literally sitting on an island for That like amazing. <laughs> a month with no people <laughs> except my family and some swans and dogs. So coming back takes some time to adjust. And then I also, my boyfriend came back. He's also been traveling. So it's been a very nice week in full swing again. So I'm excited for this fall. I think it's going to be great. I agree. And welcome back to New York. Thank you. Thank you. So Lena, did you always know what you wanted to do in life? Well, 
I had a lot of big dreams growing up. I wanted to be everything from president to movie star. <laughs> <laughs> and then growing up and understanding, realizing things, I always thought I knew. I always had this dream of owning my business one day, having a company, and also within the industry changed maybe a little bit. I was always really into film, photography, and also really into branding and storytelling. And then after high school, I really didn't know what to study. And I feel like this was in oof, 2009. No, well, yeah, let's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after high school, I really didn't know what to study. And I feel like we didn't really get that much information about different possibilities and opportunities. It felt like if you go to university, you go to med school, law school, business school or engineering. What else is out there? Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I only knew I wanted to study in at Lund University in Sweden. So I applied and then I thought that, you know, business is a good option because at least you'll get the skills needed for then one day opening a company. And I got in and in high school, I already uh, always had really good grades and that's also how I get into business school. And then first semester at Lund and business school, I died. I like I completely died. First of all, I hated everything about business school. <laughs> I um, first semester, first semester, like, okay. like accounting, oof, that really killed me. And all these like, I don't even remember, but economics and well, accounting was the, no, I yeah. So the business school really first semester killed me. I hated accounting. I also failed everything, which was a bit of a shock, a huge hit to my confidence, going from really good grades to literally failing everything. And then I was so terrified of the next semester, which was economics and macroeconomics, and I didn't even understand what it meant, like more or less. And then I remember one day we had a guest speaking thing at the business school and we had Lund University. It's a huge university with a lot of faculties and you can study basically anything I then later found out. And we had students from every other faculty, from theater to music to um, anthropology to fashion, uh, tourism, everything. And then all these students came and told us about their entrepreneurial journeys and how they all were business owners and entrepreneurs within their field. And the only message I got from this day was like, and one of them said, you don't need a business degree to have a company. <laughs> you can outsource all of that. And I sat there in the audience of like 400 people and felt like, again, dying, not to be dramatic, but <laughs> I really felt like, what am I doing here? Did you quit uni? Not uni. I went speaking with the school and I was able to put my business degree on hold and just to have kind of a plan B in case I didn't find anything else. And then after that, I started reading all these catalogs of everything you can study at Lund. And I, my world was like, wow, amazed. Did I you not like, look at the catalog before you enrolled in business school? Like, well, was I, that never I a thought? Like, hey, what else is there? <laughs> I did, but I was also so set on already like... I have this path. It's kind of like, and this I is have... not for me. All these other things like, yeah. are not for me. Yeah. yeah. So then I, yeah, I quit business school. I started studying media and communication, which was so much more interesting. And I was like, oh my God, I like actually like studying and I like learning and I like university. So yeah, then I completed my bachelor's in media and communication and then did a, a master's here in New York. And that's how I got here. 
and that was also media but with focus on film. So I think my road hasn't been a straight line. I don't think that anyone's is. I think that that's a misconception that we have, that success or like that our path should be a linear line because it really never is. And then also what I think now looking back, it's of course, it's always easy to say, but I really think that most of the things that you do in life, if not all of the things that you do, you do them because you're A, good at that, or B, you're really interested in it. And therefore, they somehow connect, or it is a good combination. So, like I said, I'm, I've always been really interested in storytelling, brand building, and then film. And they all are kind of in that same family. It is about telling a story, just in different formats. I think that you can combine everything, like even something like nanophysics and acting, like we have in, yeah. there is an actress who does both, so, or neuroscience or something like that. But yeah, so it wasn't a linear line for me. That's super interesting. I feel like for a lot of people, it actually isn't. Like there are very few people that I think have this path of like, I've always wanted, maybe if there's, you know, if you become a doctor or something, it's kind of your calling. But for a lot of people, I think that's in your 20s, I think that's kind of your time to really look yeah. and experiment and whatnot. But I think it happens to a lot of people. I also went to the business school and I was this high achiever and whatnot, except I went through all the accounting classes, all the macroeconomics, all the whatnot, like high technology marketing, whatever. And so I actually did get a business degree. And for me, it was actually, it's funny how you said like you wanted to become anything between like president and, and, and a movie star. I actually literally very seriously considered a political career in my early 20s. I actually went to, I got elected to a city council in- Congratulations. Mm, thank you. I was one of the youngest city council members. I was 23 in my home city, La Penranta in Finland. And I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, it was kind of more about making a difference. And I was always someone who wanted to create something, make a difference, make something happen. And just kind of be a leader in a way. I've always hated taking orders from other people. And so in my world, it's like, oh, if I can make a difference and I can make someone's life better, that's great. And I don't have to take orders from anybody. Amazing. So that was one of the career paths. And then I would have uh, honestly, I think, ran for the parliament in Finland had I not graduated and moved abroad. That's kind of decision that I had to make at that point. Like, do I stay in cozy Finland and maybe make it to the parliament and kind of become a politician in Finland? And then let's face it, sure, you're kind of a big fish in a very small pond. Like nobody, I mean, are you actually making a difference? No offense to Finnish politicians, but are you actually making a difference? Or is there something else? And I sort of realized that I've always been very, you know, I've loved languages, I've loved traveling and just like you, when you moved abroad when you were 19, I also moved for the first time abroad to do an internship when I was 19. And so that kind of really was at the back of my head, like there's a whole world out there that I can experience. And so I decided to move abroad. And at that point, my goal became, I'm going to be a top level, C-level executive at some really cool big brand like Coke or Nike. I'm going to be their CMO or like I remember thinking like an airline would be a really cool, I mean, now I think airlines are not cool anymore. I think nobody thinks that. But back then it was like a big deal, like, oh, if I could work for Finnair or like whatever. So I really decided to start crafting my path towards that. So I first moved to Berlin, to Germany for a little bit. And then I got an opportunity to move to Singapore, where I sort of started my professional corporate career. 
And after I'd done that for a few years, I worked in sales, software sales. Really cool, great sales school, great experience for sure. Like cold calling people and having monthly quotas and whatever. I mean, it's like, it is what it is. It is what you see in the movies. Like, that's what it was. And I loved it. But after like a few years, you're like, okay, like, and then what? And I had a lot of orders from my managers that I had to take and I couldn't do things differently because this is how things are done in this company. And so I really kind of got tired of that and sort of realized that maybe now is a good time to start something on my own. And then I went on to start a, a tech startup event called Slush Singapore. And for people who are from Europe or Nordics would know Slush as this huge event organized in Finland for like startups and tech entrepreneurs and investors. And so I sort of started the sister event in Singapore. And that really sealed the deal for me. It was like, oh, I want to be a founder. Like, I want to be a startup founder. Not just entrepreneur in the sense where I run like a one-woman show and and I just have my little consulting company and a website. Because I did that for a little bit before I started Slash Singapore. But I always knew I wanted something bigger. I was like, I want investor money. I want to like get a team. Like I want to go into, like I wanted to be competitive. Like I really wanted to go big in a way because... And I think that's also a really good learning. And I think for many people who are thinking about opening a business or starting something on your own, I think one distinction, it makes it easier if you already know in the beginning, do you want to have this kind of a one-woman show where it's maybe a consultancy or you have your business, you have your shop, you have whatever it is that you're professional in, or do you want to build an empire? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, that's right. And fair. both, yeah, and both, and both are, are fine. both are very yeah. good. I think it's just more important that you know which one you're going for because if you go with A and you have your own consultancy or like let's say freelancer and that's what you want to do, then you don't need investor money or exactly. you don't need to spend your time and effort and energy in certain activities. And then you know where to put all your energy. And vice versa. If you want to build an empire, there are things that you need to take into consideration already from the beginning. Yeah. And you know, like I thought about this a lot when I was for a very long time very embarrassed by the fact that one of my driving factors was that I need external validation to an extent, right? Like I want to build something big to where people can say, oh, this didn't exist and now you build it. I mean, it's some kind of a chip in my shoulder that I've probably had since I was a kid. I want to show everybody I can do it. I want to show myself, but I also want to show everybody. And for a very long time, I was actually very embarrassed by that. Because you know how you you ask someone, why did you start a business? They're like, I wanted to make lives better or whatever. And that's great. And there's obviously the reasons why I do, for example, the business that I do right now. There are reasons why I love, just like you, the storytelling aspect and the audio and all that. There are many things, but in the big context, you can make people's lives better being a nurse, but I didn't want to be a nurse or I didn't want to be a politician voting for things. Or I literally wanted to do something, build something from scratch because it is hard and not everybody can do it. And I've always been about, I want to do things that other people want, but some people do it. And then I've always asked myself, well, if somebody else does it, why couldn't I do it? Why couldn't I go and start a company that becomes big and employs a lot of people and brings value to customers and makes a difference. Because I think one of my reasons to becoming or why I wanted to become a politician in the beginning was because I wanted to make sure that I have a platform to make a difference and have a say in how the world looks like. 
And then I realized at some point, I mean, now looking at it, I do have some friends that are still in politics and I look at it. I'm like, oh my gosh, you can't say this. You can't say that. You have to worry about whether or not somebody's going to vote you in if you say something wrong, whatever. I realized that the best way to make a difference is to build your own damn platform to become so big that you don't give a fuck what you say, how you say it. You can be authentic, honest, and you can actually make the difference that you're looking to make. That's why I think being a founder is so appealing to me. Well, maybe it is your calling. <laughs> <laughs> it just, when we grew up, <laughs> that wasn't known as a calling. <laughs> like it wasn't a known thing or profession or a path. Yeah. I think we had much more, quote unquote, traditional. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I didn't even know what entrepreneurship was. I mean, nobody talks about it, right? No, it was law school, med school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Business school and engineering. Or unemployed. <laughs> that was art school. <laughs> like, sad, but true. I mean, how did you end up in New York? What was the, uh, for you, like the path to, I mean, was this a part of, I want to make something in the entertainment, filmmaking, storytelling, and then New York appealed to you from that perspective? Or like, what was the... I think it was a little bit twofold. One was I had this dream of moving to New York, partly because New York. I also wanted to, I don't know, prove to myself that I can make it in New York. And then the other one was the all the opportunities that you know exist in New York. And I always thought in my head, like, very big. And yeah, I think New York was the place in my head where everything happens and that's the capital of the world and so on. And then I thought about different ways to get here. I also wanted to do a master's. And in 2015, I then, well, I applied, got in. And then in 2015, I moved in August. So seven years ago, I came here to do my master's. And then even though it was in, in media, I did everything possible within film, like all courses, worked on so many different student projects, my own and my classmates learned a lot, did some short films, and then graduated, and then I stayed. And I've been working here now five years, so gotten used to the kind of like working culture and also seeing New York from those sides, because it's very different to live here as a student. Yeah. First of all, like, you're broke all the time. <laughs> and then... I mean, listen, I'm still broke. I... <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you're also, like, you have all this time in the world, kind of, because you don't have a nine-to-five schedule. So it feels like you have all the time in the world and you also have, you know, school is work, but it's also in a different way because you are, especially when it comes to something like a little bit more art school, you are expressing yourself and you are working on passion projects. So what's more fun than that? And then, yeah, working here is, of course, different. You have commutes and you have a more nine to five, uh, more maybe, at least in my case, more structured, uh, more routines. Are you living your dream right now that you are in New York and you can pursue some of these things that you've been dreaming about? I mean, do you feel like you've made it or? I feel like it depends on the day. <laughs> You're making it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it depends on the day. And I think there, I well, I remember once actually my mom reminded me when I turned 30 and I had a big party and then she gave a speech and she said in the speech that one day I think I had been in New York maybe for a year at most two years and I was I remember the moment I was walking in Washington Square Park probably after school and I said to my mom on the phone like mama I am living my dream 
<laughs> and I think I certainly I have been living my dream, but it depends a little bit on the day, of course, because life, it's not dancing on roses. I don't know if that's a saying, but it's not like that all the time. And I feel like I'm at the happiest when I am creating something or I feel like I am building something if it's at work or if it's my own projects. And while I'm in that phase, when it's something new is starting out and really in that creation phase, and then I am walking down the street and I have all these ideas in my head, I really feel like I am living my dream. And now also with our podcast, it's something like we've been brainstorming a lot and talking a lot. So it is all these creative energies and everything that really like feed me. And this is the real dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would say so. But of course, some days it feels like you're looking out and you're like, oh, I don't want to wake up or like, I no, that's not But that's really a sad. part of it. Yeah. That's a part of it, right? And, and I feel like New York builds character. That's what it does. Because to me, I have to be very honest. I came here just before the pandemic, like maybe six months before the pandemic. And I feel like my whole time in New York, while I feel very similarly, like I am doing what I love. I could not even dream about building my own business in New York City. I mean, I never had this American dream where I'm like, oh, one day I'm going to go to New York. I'd been here once as a tourist. I was like, Meh, it's kind of a little overrated. I like, never had. I have to say that was my first reaction too right? when I came here as a tourist. I well, my, I came here in February and it was so cold and the wind was brutal and it was snowing horizontally. And then I was walking around and I was like, "Is this what everybody? You know, yeah, is so well." Same for me. I, I went to like I hung out. Well, first of all, I stayed in, in New Jersey. <laughs> And then I came like with a bus to Times Square and I was like, what is going on here? Who are the, all these people and why are they so rude? And I was not a fan. So I moved here literally for my business to open the market for Zvook. And I never really had this thought process of coming here and, and moving here. So after I came here, waking up every day, knowing that I can be building my dream in New York City was awesome. And by the way, the city actually looks very different when you live here. You, you kind of develop this very special relationship with it where you love it and then sometimes you hate it, but you still more love it than you hate it. It's sometimes when I mean though, it's like I hate it a little bit more than I love it. Maybe I'm too influenced from movies I've seen recently, but it does look like Gotham City to me. <laughs> I, I look at the trash piles and the rats and I'm like, oh my God, it's not so far from Gotham. And you never forget your first fuck you in New York. The no. one that you receive and the one you give. It's a memory. On one hand, I am living my dream. I'm building my business. I'm not going to lie. It's been hard as fuck. Like New York has humbled me in ways that I, being a very like confident winner type of alpha person, never thought I was going to be humbled in, right? You go out here and previously, be it in Finland or even in Singapore, I kind of got to a place where because I was heading a big tech startup event, like I knew a lot of people, I got invited to events. I didn't have to introduce myself, right, anymore. People came to me and said, oh, I've been to Slush Singapore, it's so great, you're this, whatever. So it kind of builds this nice little, oh, that's nice, like I've done something cool and people love it and it's so inspiring and it's amazing hearing good feedback and you are just fueled with this confidence. Then you come to New York City and you're like, huh, what's New York? I've already conquered so much. You come here and... A lot of people told me it was going to be really hard. Oh, it's so competitive. It's so this and that. 
And funny enough, I don't feel like whatever people were saying about New York were true. I feel like I was positively surprised about how actually accommodating people are. They actually care about you and your story. They're very keen to get to know you and they're keen to introduce you to other people and all that. However, out of the, what, 8 million people that are here, you go to an event and literally there's always going to be someone who's like cooler than you, more successful than you, has more money than you, has whatever, right? And so you're a nobody. First of all, you have to start from scratch. You introduce yourself and they're like, okay, what have you done? And nothing you've done previously matters to people. If that experience isn't from New York, I feel like it matters yeah. much less. Well, that's true. And even if it is New York, if it's like, oh, I've never heard of that, you're a nobody, right? And then there's all these people like, you know, I go out there, I meet other founders. They've like raised like, oh, we just raised $50 million. You know, it took us a little while, like a month. Okay. You know, like you're very, you start understanding like, you're a nobody. You need to work your ass off. And even still, there's going to be somebody that has more, has done it faster, quicker, better, whatever. And I think for me personally, it's actually been a really interesting and good experience in a way, right? It sort of has just highlighted the fact that you have to work insanely hard for what you really want. And then you have to answer these questions, do I really want it, right? I mean, I have a master's in economics and business administration, another MBA. And I could actually be earning like a six-figure salary somewhere right now working for a company, right? Like maybe being that CMO or whoever. I chose not to do that, right? I chose to be the startup founder on a very uncertain, small salary, trying to juggle a gazillion things, paychecks, visas, fundraising, renting apartments. Or when I came to New York, I was renting like a tiny room somewhere in Brooklyn, right? So it is a choice. And so you have to, and you know, periodically I've had to answer the question of like, do I want to do this? And every damn time it's been, yes, I want to do this. So to me, it's like, even with all these challenges, I am still living my dream, right? And similar to you, like some days fucking suck, but there are also days that are freaking phenomenal because this is New York. Anything can happen in a span of a day. And right? I think it's also the knowledge of, anything could happen that keeps yes. many of us going in New York. And I also feel like it is a city where you will have and you will experience your highest highs and then you will also experience the lowest lows. And the highest highs, they really energize you. You can live on those moments for days or weeks or months. And then the lows, lows are, they really suck. <laughs> That's the moment when you don't want to get out of bed you're under your blanket with Netflix on a sunny Sunday and you're like, I'm not moving. <laughs> and I think that New York is made for people who really live for the highest highs and love them and they're okay with the lows. They're fine. They survive. You know, it's only a day or it's only a moment and I'm going to feel like shit, but I'll get past this and I will have another high. And the highs can be anything from a great feeling or something, a great experience, or you reach a milestone, it could be anything. But I think it's mostly the feeling of you feel like, oh my God, anything is possible. Yeah. And I think it's so important not to just tolerate the lows, but almost sort of enjoy it in some weird way, right? It's yeah. like a chapter in your book. That's what I keep telling myself whenever I have a bad day. It's like, well, this is going to make a great chapter in my book one day. So you kind of have to embrace it and enjoy it. Thank you for listening, everyone, and stay tuned for next week. Big thanks to Ginny Media and Ian for making the podcast happen. 
We are super excited. Guys, go follow us on social media. We're founders at five on Instagram. And we'll be back next week. And that is five as in F-I-V-E. In case you needed help with spelling. <laughs> Bye. Bye.